weird. Dude, you are weird. <laughs> Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. That <laughs> family picnic sometimes <laughs> gives you more than just a potato salad. That's the voice of my co-host and one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. We're screwed. What does that mean? No, we're not standing in a box together in our underwear. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Mike? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Right here in the Bojangle studio with my co-host, Mike Davis. He's sorting out his phone situation over there. You're kind of... It's got to be perfect. You get it figured out. You got that ring on the back. It's weird. It is. It's yeah. causing a bit of a fit problem. But hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Good. Um, yeah, Mike Davis, he's one of those people who puts that little ring on the back of his phone. Yeah. One of those kind. Haven't dropped it since. <laughs> I dropped mine a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you look way cooler. <laughs> no, that's a good point. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great show. We want to thank Ally for sponsoring today's Dirty Air. And, um, they're a great supporter of the Dale Jr. Download, Dirty Mo Media, and everything we do here. And, um... When our guest segments come back, I'm assuming Ally will continue to support us there as well. We've got some guests on deck. We're already booking for the final few episodes of this year, and I'm looking forward to that. We've got one really cool non-NASCAR guy coming in here I can't wait to talk about. I know. I, right. and I know who you're talking about, yeah. but we're not going to say it. We're not going right? to say it. All right. All right so, um, anyways, thank you, Ally. Thank you for all you do for us, for NASCAR. You're an incredible uh, sponsor uh, that does so much, and we're thankful for that. Anyhow, man, there's so much. To, um, my brain is scrambled this Mine morning. Too. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Just came out of Daytona. We had a wild, wild weekend of racing. And um, anyhow, I um, we got the playoffs coming. We got everything coming. It's, it's busy. It is. But let's get started. Right out of the gate, I wanted to ask you a question. Something been bothering me. We're going to get into the Daytona stuff. We're going to get into the racing. Hang with us. But there's this one thing that I need to get cleared up. God, where is this um, going? Well, I don't know, man. This is probably not. It's a social media question, to be honest with you, and it's annoy. It's kind of annoyed me a little bit. Um, let me ask you a question, and this is everybody in the room. All right. So when you see a post that you agree with, right? But it's not. It's like a maybe it's bad news. Somebody got hurt, uh, or somebody, you know, some. It's not positive news it's it's oh darn this happened um but you you know and you're and you you're sad about it or you're mad about it or you're you're you know you don't like it you agree with the news right you agree with the news but you don't like the news yeah yeah i understand ha, and but you don't want to reply to don't, the post don't want to put a comment no right but you want to show that you acknowledge this in some way. But the only way to do that, really, is I guess a, a retweet's one way, but a, a heart, a like. Ah, uh, yes. That. There was a recent example of this. You know what it was? It was Tommy Baldwin announcing he has cancer. Exactly. So, all right, that's the, that's, um, and, and shout out to Tommy and hope everything's right. going well there. He's going to fight that hardcore. Um, but again, yeah, like, I'm, you're faced with this almost daily. Where do you like the tweet? Do you not like it? Is liking it, what do you, you know, how do you handle it? I always don't. I don't. No. I don't like it. Don't. But there's people that have liked it. You see that there's people that have liked it. 
and you're like, man, is it okay to like it? Because I, I, I want, I like Tommy. I want to support what Tommy's doing. I want it. I'm, I don't know if he cares, but maybe, you know, he, uh, maybe he does like appreciate all the support, right? Yeah. And so, oh, here was an example. So this is good. This is a great example. Washington, uh, Joe Jacoby was an offensive lineman. He's great. He's done Hall of Famer, but he's not getting in. And year after year, I see in my timeline from the people that I follow that are that are that are Washington Commanders media. Right? They're like, "Oh, another year, and Joe doesn't make it." And so, um, there was a tweet sharing the disappointment over that. Right. And I too am disappointed, but I don't have a disappointed you know thing I can click like not on, not like, on Twitter. I don't have a thing where I can go, yeah, I'm disappointed too. It's right. a heart. It's a heart. Yes. <laughs> you can't heart you that. You can't heart that. No. What do you do? What kind of, what kind of person? You're an animal if you heart that. Right. You're, you're a disgrace. <laughs> Some, I, I agree. There are people, though, that heart it, and I know they're hearting it to show their support to the – they're agreeing with the tweet. Of course. But you can especially, and i I got to be honest with you. I know you don't like when we put you on a pedestal, but when you heart it, then somebody, just to be a jerk, oh, is going to sit there. Oh, you're happy about this. Dale Jr. loves it when Joe Jacoby don't get in. Yeah, okay. So I guess it is true. If you like it, it is confusing or confused as approval. Oh, it's right? toxic. I stay away from that. that that's a setup. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. Well, what did you do? You, you stay away from it. I don't do it. And then I don't feel like I've been able to share my displeasure and agreeance. I disagree. I think if you like it, you're in agreement with whatever the okay. tweet says. That's interesting. So I think you're supporting right? his notion of I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah I support that. I like it. in that moment, like, I don't, you know, you might not want to reply yeah. to show it. You're, you know, oh, yes, I agree. Um, and you just want to hit a button, right? Or hit a hit a hit a like, or a dis, or I agree. Yeah, there needs to be an I agree. I, I yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I support this. I would do that. Statement. I would like that tweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree button. <laughs> <laughs> I've just wondered. I've I've wondered that for a while, man, because it happens quite often. Almost day. If you spend enough time on social media, it'll happen daily. Oh yeah, it'll happen daily. All right. Well, Alex, though, mm-hmm. if you go, all right. You can uh, use the Joe Jacoby example if mm-hmm. you want to, but what if it was the Tommy Baldwin announcement? Do you like that? Yeah, it's showing support. I think it's it's it is tricky though. If you if you leave it alone, I feel like it's even worse. Like you're just not Damn, even acknowledging that's it. That's what I did. So I think if you like it, or I mean, Twitter retweet also. I think they're the same thing. So it really doesn't see that smear. Uh, I think a retweet is um, more endorsement, huh? More endorsement. Retweet, retweet. is more yeah. endorsement. You think so? I think so. I, I think agree. if you quote tweet it, it's that's different, obviously, because you're typing. But I, I don't know. Retweet and like to me is the same thing. I no, I don't think so. For me, a retweet is is more like a "Hey, did y'all see this?" Yeah, that's right. But it well, it's an endorsement. I don't know. I don't think a retweet is. I think sometimes I'll retweet stuff and go, "Damn, look at this." If you retweet it, you're putting it officially, uh, officially on your timeline. You you're are putting it in. No, no, that's what I'm you saying. Are. You are. Yes, yeah, you are. You're putting it on yeah. your timeline. I don't think about for that. people to see it. I didn't if think they about, visit your timeline, you, they will now see it. You are endorsing you're it. You're right, but I don't never. I don't never go to anybody's profile. Doesn't matter. I know. I know. It don't matter. But I'm just trying to tell you, like I don't either. The way I look at <laughs> I the agree. way I, I when I retweet something, I'm thinking. 
I'm I'm throwing that into the mix, right? When you're looking at your at your timeline and seeing everything you follow and what it's suggesting for you, I'm throwing that in the pile. Check this. You know, let's be real. Whether you like it, retweet it, tattoo it on your arm, it's there for life. There there will be somebody that goes back a year from now to to check it and uh it, yeah. No matter what you do, you're you're stuck with it. So <laughs> I wonder that you know what the answer until that is? you don't do a damn thing is what you don't until That's, until we get a uh, I'm disappointed too button or I agree button. The heart is the heart. It's so the heart doesn't uh, the heart doesn't isn't a the heart doesn't work for it. everything. Well, certainly not on Twitter. Yeah. Is that what it is? A heart? Yeah, it's a heart. Oh, for God's sakes! There's no, th- there's no place for heart. Well, on I mean, Twitter. on Instagram, there's a heart. Yeah, Instagram's a better place for a heart. Facebook not, has all the different options, but that's the same right. thing. You can even cry on look, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? You can oh, say yeah. the same thing though. If they're I'm disappointed, thumbs down. I mean, does that mean you're not disappointed that I didn't get in? Like, it See, could be uh, the same thing. Well, now you're coming around and seeing the dilemma. Yeah. I know. I'm with it. It is confusing. <laughs> for me, like on on Instagram, the heart is functional. Because uh, usually your fo- you know, in in your in in your feed is typically everything you're gonna like, right? Yeah. So if you're in Twitter, it's like it's it's all it's more inform- it's information highway, right? It's like a runway of just endless runway of just information, things coming at you, news, 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 and so like the heart doesn't work as well there. It's like a okay, they need to change and move away from that. It needs the thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, like a like a like Pandora and uh, Spotify. Like I like this, I do not like this. I think an I agree and I disagree button would be pretty funny. <laughs> just I disagree with you. No or, explanation. Or and here's a thought: you could just say it. Why are you so against the reply? I don't like to put a bunch of damn comments out there. But you're literally just saying I want a button that says I agree. Yeah. You could just put I agree. I'm pr- I'm 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 the I'm. I'm not one to be just interjecting comments. It's not my style. What if you liked a comment? Yeah. What? What? what like if you- in that situation, like so, like for Tommy Baldwin, like someone in the replies, like this is terrible. Like we wish him the best. Then you like that comment that shows you agree with right. that good stance. Idea. You know. There you go. That's, That's right. Okay. Yeah. Scroll down, find the comment that you like, and yeah. then hit that. Yep. Yep. Okay. There we go. You solved it. All right. Problem solution. Trying to get this guy to actually, you know, let his feelings out a little bit more. Andrew? I mean, just, you talking about Andrew? No, you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Andrew just basically ended the conversation. <laughs> yeah. and, Andrew and, uh, lets his feelings I out thought, way too much. I thought you should give him. you thought you were giving him an attaboy there. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing that pisses me off. So we go. This is now we're we're going to talk Daytona. So did the, you heart Daytona? <laughs> the stat boys, um, professor. The professor, yeah. right? Yeah. On Dirty Modo. He's part of the Racing Insights group, Russell. Uh, Jimmy as well. Um, <clears throat> they they were at the race this weekend. And uh, um, so this is, the, this, is, this is for everybody in the room, too. Forever, we had two restricted plate racetracks, Daytona and Talladega, for... 50 years, right, for a long time. We've had two restrictor plate super speedways, all right? And then they built Atlanta, reconfigured it. And so no, our, our, our group, the people, that are, the people in my circle, I'm not going to say everyone out there. I'm not going to say all you people listening. 
I'm not going to lump everyone into this, but no one knows what to call these tracks anymore because we don't run a restrictor plate in the Cup Series. All right, so it's not a restrictor plate track anymore. They had they, People feel like you can't call it that because the plates don't exist. All right, so we're going to call them what? You know what the Insights guys, the Racing Insights guys, think they should be called? or want, they, they call them this out of convenience, drafting tracks. Mm. Which mm. is not really all that correct anyways because we draft at Michigan sure. and other, you know, there's drafting yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they're, they're calling them drafting tracks, whereas maybe we should just stick to super speedways. You can't, you know, anything under two miles is not a super speedway. It's just a speedway. Okay, super speedways are Daytona and Talladega. Everything else is a speedway, even Atlanta. That's right. That's where I'm at. Yeah. It's a super speedway, those two. The reason why is because there was some statistics that came up during the Xfinity race. All right. Laps led at restrictor plate racetracks or now drafting tracks, right? Dad's way out there in front, and then it's Tony Stewart. And then Austin Hill and and me, or me and Austin Hill, we're all in there together, right? Well, half of half of Austin's statistics in laps led come from Atlanta. Doesn't count. Yeah. So I'm looking at Russell and those guys. I'm like, wait, you just gonna let this guy climb the <laughs> race <laughs> from running Atlanta? We didn't. Uh, I didn't race it. Crowding. My crowding. Land, my damn, my damn laps from Atlanta ain't in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Crown Austin Hill is one of the greatest drafters of all time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, dude, no, no bullshit. He's great at drafting. He is good. He's going to be – I mean, we. I said it. We said it on the pre-race. Everybody's chasing this 21. I ain't trying to say he ain't good, but I'm trying to say it's skewing the stats. It is. It is. And, by the way, they did have this same problem just talking on Dirty Mode. They were trying to handicap the Daytona field. And, and the professor brings up this, you know, I don't remember which guy they were talking about, but, like, this guy's really good at Daytona, Talladega, and Atlanta. And Steve Lathard's like, whoa, 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 just leave Atlanta out of this. Right. I'm not counting Atlanta. I'm well, not counting Atlanta yeah. for this. I'm not basing off my picks based off of what they do at Atlanta. Yeah. And so that argue, it, the debate, the, the dilemma there just came up in that and in, in this statistic thing. Yeah. All right. So, so, all right, Atlanta is wide open. Drafting, it is all of the things that Daytona and Talladega is, but it won't be forever. It is going to get worn out, and it they'll be sliding around. They'll be lifting. They'll be sliding up the racetrack, and the track will change, and then, therefore, it will no longer be a super speedway Daytona-style meth- method, you know, as far as, like, how you'll go in there and race. That the, Everybody approaches it like they approach Daytona and Talladega. Yes, I agree. It has a lot of similarities, but it won't forever at what point, if we're going to lump them stats in today, at what point do we stop, right? No one, you know, I think it's muddy in the water too much. Well, I will say this. I, let, let me just make one minor argument on behalf of the professor. Because the professor is pro-Atlanta, right? Like, that's how this all started. Oh, he right? thinks Atlanta yeah. is right in there. Right. If, if his predictor model, which we all value and we all think it's fantastic and it helps us out in determining stuff, at, whether it's notes for NBC or bets on uh, Dirty Modo, he's got enough of a uh, factor at Atlanta to have to factor into the equation of, you know, statistics and stuff. So when does it, 
When does that end? Whenever that becomes a non-factor. But I do think on behalf of the professor, I will say that you do, in his role, have to factor it in. I think now, I think factoring in, hey, can this guy win? That's true. It's a different certain, argument. You're you right. certainly can use his his performance at Atlanta and go, look, man, everywhere they everywhere they race like this. That's fair. I don't know, though, man. But, but when it comes, yeah, it's a different conversation. We're talking about, like, statistics. Most laps led at the super speedway. You know, I yeah. don't think you can throw That's Atlanta not, stuff in there. I don't think Unless you you're either. throwing all of Atlanta's history in there. Yeah. I Every, agree with that. Yeah. Then, wow. That's funny. All right, then, so does everybody else have an opinion on it? I just think Atlanta's its own track right now. Atlanta's it, a hybrid, a, man. Yeah, it's it's its own category yeah. right now. And you can and I think you do the stats for Atlanta in the past are just the mile and a half version. You just I don't think you even count those when you talk about mile and a halfs now. I I think it's just a league of its own cuz when you go there you pick the favorites to win based off the two or three, four races they've had since they start, not the old one. I do that. I do that. When I go to Atlanta, I look at only Atlanta performance. Mm-hmm. I don't look at Daytona and Talladega and go, yep, man, he kicked their butt last time at Talladega. This is going to be a great race for him. Um, Atlanta's its own thing. I agree. Yeah, that burned me a little bit Friday night when I saw that. they, I was like, damn, they better not put that stat on television. I'll be pissed. Oh, well, you know, the professor's been uh... – He's been triggering you lately. First, it was the medium plus, and now it's this. I give him a hard time. <laughs> they, man, oh, I'll bring some of the. So they they print out these one liners for us, right? So the 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 racing insights guys do God's work for us. I mean, it is amazing what they do. It is they they give us some incredible information and make you look extremely smart. Yeah. And so we, it's our job to, they give us way more than we need in information. It's our job to be able to utilize it and use it. But one of the, one of the very basic things they give us is called a one-liner sheet. And it's a, it's a one-sheeter, every driver in the field, and one line about basically the most important thing about that driver for this race. Like Austin Dillon, three top fives in the last five races here, right? And... The one-liner is literally a bullet to, to, to use on the show, right? It's, it's basically there for you to just spit out anytime you feel like it's convenient and matters. But them boys will write it in such a backwards way. Instead of saying, Austin Dillon, three top fives in the last five races here, the, the bullet will be Austin Dillon. In the last five races here, he has finished in the top five three times and it's it's like twice as long as it needs to be. Like you would never say it that way on television, you know. And so, and the you know, they'll they'll I'll bring some examples. No, no, no. I'm 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 actually tracking with you. Although I, I, I they will write out a bullet in the long form, and like there's some really odd stuff. Like in the last eleven races here, eight times. He scored a top five finish. And I'm like, why don't you just say eight top fives in the last 11 races? That's the way you say that. It's kind of like TJ and his phone number etiquette, like reading phone numbers. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. It's like, I'm not going to get on the broadcast and go, hey, guys, you know what? In the last 11 races here, he had eight top tens. And and I'm you're not, you're not going to say that. You're going to say eight top tens in the last 11 races. That's how you would say it. Yes. You would say it the other way. I'm just saying they're they're giving statistics for 
a bunch of different people, all that probably have their own style. A one-liner. Of, and maybe they're not writing those to be read verbatim on the thing. That's like, what the words, one-liner sheet is. The one-liner is the is a liner. But is it for also for Steve Letarte, Jeff Burton, everybody Rick gets Allen? The same everybody thing. gets the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess you know everybody's got your style. Maybe they don't write it in Dale Junior speak uh, specifically. I guess. I mean, that's an argument. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It's like they're trying to uh, fit the word limit on like an essay. I know. Hold. <laughs> let's pause. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about on that, Alex. You, what you though? You ever have like a thousand word essay and you're trying to make it longer, so you're like, you'd word it like that, so you get some extra words in there. <laughs> you write it obnoxiously long. <laughs> yeah, double space the paragraphs. Yeah. Well, you flew through school with that method, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't do it. My friends did. Here, of course. I'm get, He's pulling up wink, some wink. one-liners. All right, good. Now, don't so, pick. You I, just read from the top. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Let me get the um, – Ross Chastain. From Alva, Florida, 200 miles from Daytona. Ten cup starts at Daytona. Best finish of seventh. Finished ninth there in February. Austin Sendrick, 2002 Daytona 500 champion. Finished third in this race last year. Austin Dillon, 20 starts at Daytona. Two-time winner. 2018 Daytona 500 in this race last year. Kevin Harvick making his 45th cup start at Daytona, two-time winner. Kyle Larson, 18 starts at Daytona, best finish sixth. DNF in nine of 18 Daytona starts, including the last four. That part, like These that. These pretty, seem pretty succinct to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not all. It's not. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not, it's not all written backwards. But like that part right there, DNF in nine of 18 Daytona starts, including the last four. Do they want you to read that verbatim? Well, I don't know. What am I no. going to no, they don't. Because it seems like all the like even the previous ones were just like stats that you then would translate into your own yeah, in your own words. That's yeah. right. Here Pretty we go. Obvious. Here we go. Yeah. Eric Almarola from Tampa, Florida. Two of his three cup wins came on drafting tracks, including Daytona in 2014. Drafting tracks. <laughs> drafting tracks. I don't like that. I don't either. That makes me think. Did he win at Atlanta? <laughs> 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 Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's one. Tell me, please, how you can say this better than this. Okay. All right. Finished top three, four of the last five races in 2023. Well, you don't need that in 2023 because four of the last five races is four of the last yeah. five races. Uh, I don't think you can say that any better. I think that's as really? succinct and clean. Okay. Well, how would you say it better? I don't know. It just sounds clumpy to me. That, that's like a, like eight words total or something. I mean, like, I know, but it just sounds, it sounds uh, like you're saying one thing three in three parts. Four top threes, last five races, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Or the last five races, <laughs> finishing the top three four times. Third, Riley hurt. The last cinco races. <laughs> trace, Riley. trace, top. Cinco's right, wait, wait. Riley Herps. <laughs> he has Riley Herps in his third cup start, all on drafting tracks. So oh, let's so. be real. We know what the problem here is, and it's not the freaking. <laughs> yeah. It's not the wording of this stuff. It is going back to the drafting tracks. <laughs> you can't get past it. You're gonna go make them feel like they can't write just because they're using drafting tracks. <laughs> Poor professor. Tyler Reddick finished second here last summer. Top five last two summer races at Daytona. Yeah, these are just these are just statistical. I must have been getting on their ass enough that they fixed it. 
Gave me early. That's believable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't find anything wrong with any of that. Racing season is well underway, and it's time to go full throttle. Feel the excitement of every lap like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet just $5, and they'll get $150 in bonus bets instantly, no matter what goes down on the track. While we can't personally gamble on the race, the Dirty Mode Doe crew loves to bet on the matchups, and DraftKings offers a lot of them. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code DALE. New customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code DALE, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for state-specific disclaimers. Check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. State-specific responsibility gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash terms. The Daytona race uh, on Friday night, we, the, the Xfinity race, Al Geyer pulls out the win. Apparently, uh, Justin said earlier today in the office that he was committed to pushing the nine car, and when the nine got taken out, he felt sort of dejected. Yeah, that's what he told me. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I thought that was a little surprising. Yeah. And so the one thing that I told Justin when I went to Victory Lane, I had one thing to tell him. And I said, man, into turn three, the decision not to block the two was what won you the race. Amen. 100%. So this is – um, you know this this doesn't work out every single time like look man i can tell you how to be good at restricted plate racing but you're still that's not going to lessen the 80 percent chance that you're going to crash right not going to change it all right um i can tell you the best method to choose and how to run the best race but yeah the odds of wrecking don't change for you the odds of wrecking go up when you block all right, if you choose not to throw the block on the two, you live to race the rest of that corner and down the next straightaway to the flag stand, which would be the checkered flag. And that gave him the chance to, to win the race. 100%. I heart that if statement. He, if he throws the block, like we see so many times, um, more than likely he gets turned around and wrecked, or they get upset enough that someone makes enough of a run to pass them all. So... Lesson learned for a lot of drivers out there that are looking at, um, you know, trying to get better at racing at those tracks and what what is the right decision in those moments on that final lap or four to go, two to go. If somebody gets a damn good run on you, it's probably best to keep your ass still and, you know, throwing a block is really not going to change their decision on what they're doing with this run. They're going somewhere with it, and it might be right in the back of your car. And they might clip the corner of your car trying to avoid you when you throw this block. One way or another, it's, they're not going to decide not to take the run at the end of the race. So what happens is, is Algar doesn't block. The two goes to the outside. Algar actually takes the bottom. So, all right, you want to go around? Go around the high side. Go around the further way around. And he ends up, you know, the two sort of, has you know gets a little indecisive or gets a little wobbly there justin says he almost wrecked thinking that justin was going to block right. and so he was already reacting to a move that justin did didn't not do. make perfect 
Exactly. And so that slows him down enough that Justin's now in position to side draft a little down the straightaway. The runs didn't come from behind, which I didn't really think about it till after the race, talking to Parker Klingerman. He's like, I was like, damn, Parker, I was waiting on your car. You were going to push one of those or maybe get out there and go through wide. I was, I, I just, in my mind, watching where you were going into three and through three and four, I'm like, the 48's going to be in, in the middle of this. And his car never got going. And he's like, yeah, the double zero was behind me and wouldn't push me because that's Herb's teammate. And I was like, so the double zero's sitting there. Now, I don't know. Custer, he might have been full damn throttle trying his ass off. But, it, I mean, if Parker's right, then Custer's sitting back there going, yeah, I'm not going to push you, bud. We're just going to cruise on across the finish line here, just all nice and easy. Um, what a hell of a thing, right? You just never know. Just when you think you're in a great position, you're not. Right. Uh, that was fabi- That was fa- fascinating for me. Um, so when, you know, just there's a lot happening, a lot of agendas. We talk about it all the time. We talked about it in all our meetings. We talked about it on television. In the pre-race, we talked about it during during the race, and it ain't bullshit. When you go to Daytona for the cutoff, I know that the, the, the Xfinity guys have a couple more races, but when you go to Daytona for the cutoff race, it, it, there's so many agendas out there. You got drivers that they're just there to win. They ain't got shit else going on for their year. Their year's over for the most part. Um, then you have people that have to win. Then you have people that are already in the playoffs and probably don't want to, you know, probably aren't going to take all the risks. You got teammates out there that you might be in, but they're not in. And so you've been given some sort of idea to help somebody if you were in the position to help. And in this case, in the Xfinity race, you got a guy that knew who he was not going to help before the race even started, right? Boy, don't get in front of me. Don't get in front of me because your ass ain't getting pushed by this car, (laughs) right? (laughs) You're right. Think about that, having to climb in your car before Daytona and go, all right, don't get in front of the double zero. Uh, don't get in front of this guy. Don't get you know. Don't get in front of any of these cars because they're they're the ones that have probably been instructed all week long. Do not help this number this car, right? Mm. And so, you know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you straight up. I text my guys and I said, hey, um, we're sitting in some meetings. We're sitting in some meetings with NBC and Marty uh, uh, Smith or Marty Snyder. Sorry, Marty Snyder is like, uh, you know, if you want to go to the front, who do you follow? 21. Really? Yeah. Well, how you going to get around him when you push him to the lead? He is, he just ass ain't going to let you get the lead. Right. I worry about that when I get there. That's the problem. Yeah. So, I told my guys, I said, hey, if you want to run second to the 21, help him. If you don't want to run second to him, don't help him. Because he's, he's good enough at Daytona and Talladega and even Atlanta, <laughs> the hybrid. <laughs> Big drafting track. Yeah. He's good at those tracks, too good to help get to the front. If you give him the lead late in these races, that damn car gets wider and wider and wider, and it's it's damn near uh, impossible to get around him without wrecking, without him wrecking, you wrecking. Um, and so why put yourself in that situation when you can try your hardest all day long to avoid helping that car? Right, and do what you can for yourself otherwise to get to the front. Um, so, yeah, like in a situation like that, I'll text my guys and say, hey, y'all do what y'all want to do, but I would not 
try to help that 21 get up front because that's one that is going to be the hardest car to beat all race long you don't want to do anything that's going to help him out maybe um, this is why Algar was talking about feeling a little bit dejected when brandon jones fell out i mean Jan, jones got swiped out but he when you lose you lose your teammates up there and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get to the lead i mean that would be a reason yeah i guess the part that surprised us is that algar was committed to pushing him maybe he was going to commit to pushing him to turn four and then also then try to race it out with him of course but who's him? Uh, justin with brandon pushing jones nine, if, if if brandon would have stayed in the race no, i think yeah. he was going to try to push the nine to the win to get him in yeah yeah oh yeah i i promise you if the nine's leading off a of two, and the seven's on his bumper. The seven would never try to pass him. Okay, I feel pretty confident about that. We haven't talked about it. There were no orders, but I feel pretty good about Justin and having raced for this team as long as he has, knowing what was at stake. Company he man. would have probably done that. You're probably right. Yeah. Um. Any more about that? Uh, well, the, nothing else. I mean, listen. I, can we just? I don't think we can overstate how how awesome the the victory and the celebration was for Justin, how long he's been trying to win there. And also, I know that if you were paying attention to the interview, uh, you heard him shout out to Miss Evelyn, who is a significant – she's part of the Brandt family, and uh, she was celebrating her 100th birthday, which did you – you may not have seen the video at the party, but they were watching the race at Evelyn's oh, 100th birthday party. Wow. And it was bonkers. And then when he called her name out in his post-race interview – she was like, they're talking about me. <laughs> and and it was just this amazing moment at this birthday party, which had like 700 people. Yeah. So the Brandt family is obviously important to us. They've yeah. been uh, a partner and, you know, they're damn near family. So yeah. that was that was really special with that. Yeah, I will say Rick, Rick's, Rick Brandt, who uh, you know he's on Justin's car. He's not on Justin's car every week, but he doesn't care what's on that car when it wins that race. He's as happy as if it was if it was, you know, corn numbers. He doesn't care. He's corn he, numbers. <laughs> yeah, he loves Justin. He loves Junior Motorsports. He loves when that car wins races, no matter what's on the side of it. Um, moving on to the Cup Series, uh, a lot going on in that race. Um, big crash at the end of stage two, and a little difference of opinion between me and Jeff Burton, and what caused that wreck. And the um, the one thing that that the one thing I learned in that moment is the and we we talked about this so I probably should have been a little smarter about it but Daytona's changing Daytona the color of the track's changing it's aging it's getting slicker we talked about it in the Xfinity race the cars were all looser everybody's complaining about the handling of their cars some drivers really struggled to get the cars comfortable and we saw in cup qualifying cars going up the racetrack by themselves just in cup qualifying out there by themselves they were struggling to keep the bottom of the racetrack and uh I thought, man, okay, this track's starting to get worn out. It's time to it's time to worry about handling. And uh, we've seen a lot of pushing in the corners, and for the most part, that's not been that's wrecked some cars at times. You know, pushing a little bit too hard, especially the transition off the corners. So what we saw with the uh, the 54 of Ty Gibbs and his teammate Christopher Bell is not uncommon. But honestly, man, like when it was happening, I did not think the 20 was actually touching the 54. I knew that he had bumped him bef like moments before the 54 spun down the track. So he hits the 54, in my mind. The 54 gets out of control, and he's trying to gather it back up. And as the 20's coming back to him, they either touched again 
or the twenty's close enough to 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 affect his arrow while he's un, while he's trying to regain control and he's oh and he steers you know the car steers loose down the track into the into the low lane. Very common sort of crash, very common sort of reaction of a car. I've spun off a of turn four by myself in like the two thousand and. 17 Daytona 500? I can't remember yeah, what it was. by yourself. That's it was, right. It was early. It might have been the 16, 2000. Yeah, but I'm out there trying to side draft and got a little aggressive with the steering wheel and spun myself down into the inside wall. And so, you know, either way, um, you know, the Blaney said on Twitter that it was a bad push, you know, and so I'll take his word for it. I'll take the driver's word for it every day. They're out there driving them cars. Um, we are now. I, I I I transitioned in that wreck from, yeah, pushing in the corners okay as long as you don't you know know what you're doing as long as you know what you're doing. Look, man, we saw the six push the seventeen through turns one and two, on the last lap. So pushing can be done, but we're now at a point where this track has aged and got slick enough to where you damn sure got to be careful, more careful than ever, more more aware. You can't carelessly just be bouncing into the front you know back of the car in front of you anymore. Where you had so much grip before, you could. Um, so you're saying you changed your mind right in that moment. Right, mid-wreck. It's like, all right, yeah, if I saw that, I got to go, as a driver out there on the track, I got to go, I better, I better reevaluate how I feel about pushing somebody in the corner when it's, you know, in, at the end of a stage or at the end of that race when you're in Brad Keselowski's position, you, you kind of got to do it. You kind of have to do it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and how do you do it without wrecking somebody? Maybe if it doesn't feel right in the moment, you kind of read the room and you see the, you know, everybody's on old tires and slick and maybe you just don't do it. Maybe you they, decide can not to, they may not be able to handle it. They may not be able to handle time. it, yeah. Right. If their car's loose already, they damn sure don't want any pushing in the corner. But it's changed. That track's changed quite a bit. Nasty, nasty crash. Um, scary crash watching the 12 hit the wall head on. In my mind, I'm sitting there going, there ain't no way anybody's hit the wall harder than that right there. I think he hit the wall at 180, 183 miles an hour, and it was full-on head-on into the fence. Uh, I saw some comments from Denny on his podcast about, you know, the Hans, the safer barriers and all those things. Um, and, you know, I agree with him. It's, it's uh, you know, that that crash 20 years ago, um, you know, probably injures Blaney, uh, in, 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 in maybe, maybe someone else in that crash is injured as well. You know, you just don't know, but, uh, it was a nasty, nasty hard wreck. Um, those things, you know, I don't know what people, uh, you know, when, when, a in a, in, in the broadcast booth at Daytona, watching a car run into the wall wide open like that. You know, you you got to shut your mouth. You just shut your mouth, and and you're going to get an opportunity once everybody's, once it's understood that everybody's not hurt, right? We'll do nothing until we realize everybody's safe. There's not going to be a replay. In typical protocol, we have a crash like that. We're not showing nothing until we know everybody's safe. When we go to a replay, the race, you know, the drivers will cover what we're seeing and what we think is going on uh and then uh 
you know, that's it. You don't assume or assume, you don't make assumptions about health or any of those things. You don't make any comments about anything like that, right? The well-being of the drivers. It's all got to be factual information, and most of that information is going to come through the headset to Rick for him to share. That was never more evident to me than in the pre-SREC. I don't want to jump ahead, but I will say that in two different ways. One was in the actual broadcast where there was very much intentional to stay wide on that wreck until there was movement by Priest yeah. or he was out of the car. But also, I watched the uh, the YouTube Dell Jr. cam oh, yeah. footage, um, and, and I watched you and Jeff Burton react to that while it was happening, and you guys very, very specifically just watched and did not jump in with reactions, although I knew you had them. I knew you had them. I mean, you always have opinions and, and reactions, but you guys very deliberately did not speak up and let that thing unfold. So – I think that was that was evident to me in the priest wreck. Yeah, but anyhow, uh, yeah, with the priest wreck, that was just I'm gonna tell you, man. I've I've uh, everybody was so taken aback by that crash. Me too. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I it was you weren't. No, I mean, it looked like a lot of crashes I've seen in my life. Really? Yeah. You, well, you, I mean, barrel, there's definitely been barrel rolls, and there's definitely been, you know, cars flipping, for sure. You yeah. brought that up. It's very old school. Yeah. So. I'd never seen a car do that many rotations in the air. Really? I, I, if, if there's been one that was even close, I can't think yeah. of it. You would know better than I would. Well, I mean, I wouldn't know exactly what wreck would have that many rotations before hitting the ground again. But, like, I mean, uh, Dick Brooks wrecked at Talladega on the backstretch in the mid-'70s nasty wreck i mean the the image of him crawling out the front windshield of that car um is insane covered in dirt roof crushed and he he's getting helped out by two or three guys it's like the the most it's one of the most incredible like profound photos ever taken in nascar's history is that picture of dick brooks getting helped out of the front windshield of of that mercury and so if you haven't ever seen it man you need to look at it think about doing it right now looking up right now um that wreck right there is kind of for me the first big super speedway talladega ryan priest style wreck um you're gonna watch the damn wreck um 1975 talladega yeah and so fast forward to not really fast forward on your video, Mike, but fast forward <laughs> to, let's see, here you go. So he's barrel, roll, barrel rolling all the way down the back straightaway. Of course, the cars doesn't lift and all that. Right, but, it's on the ground. Yeah. It's rolling on the ground. But, yeah. Um, Still nasty. I mean, it's a nasty no crash. doubt about it. Yeah. And so you go to, you fast forward to, like, Ro Rusty Wallace wrecking at Talladega, Rusty Wallace wrecking at Daytona. I mean, Rusty Wallace had so many flips. Um, but there's a lot of examples of, Nasty, nasty crashes down the back straight. Daryl Waltrip, in, mm -hmm. you know, flipping the Western Auto car. Uh, I've got that car in the woods. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So, that one, look at that. Boy, Rusty's was... Rusty's was pretty... Vicious. Vi yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And it had, it had a good handful of barrel rolls in there, right? Yeah. And so, when I saw Priest wreck, my mind went right to those crashes. 
with the dirt getting in the car and flying out of the windows in every barrel roll, just mud and dirt going everywhere. Um, window nets flying loose and the hood, you know, the top come out of the roof. None of that was like shocker, like, oh my God, how did that happen? It's like, damn, yeah, I've seen that before. Um, you know, it's, you know, we've got way more safety and technology in the cars today than we did when we were seeing those more, those wrecks more often. It has been a long time since we've seen a car get airborne like that and barrel roll and do the things you're talking about. It has been a while for sure. We don't see it anymore. We thought, you know, I guess we thought, hey, we got enough apparatuses on the cars now that those wrecks are a thing of the past. Well, not, I guess they aren't. I guess they're not. In the right, in the right perfect scenario, physics takes over and does what it does. Right. Um, Steve will say, you know, Steve's opinion, Latar's opinion was, well, everything was fine till it got to the grass. And when it got to the grass, the distance from the bottom of the car to the ground changes and more air can get underneath it. And that, and then it's, it, it went up. Partly true, I imagine. Um, I don't, dis, I don't know. I'm not saying that's incorrect. But that car turned, that car got turned so quickly and was in that position right when it went airborne so quickly, it had not scrubbed any speed off. So it's li the lift point for um, this car is way lower than you think. It's not 185 miles an hour. It's not, you know, it's not 175 miles an hour. It doesn't take much to get these cars airborne. But that car was going way faster than I believe they assume a car would go in that moment when it's gotten into that position. Sideways. Yeah. Almost like a wing. Typically, they have an idea that cars are going to probably slow down, I don't know, 25, 35 miles an hour by the time it gets to that point. And they try to create tests and create roof flaps and all the apparatuses and safety things on the cars to try to keep the car on the ground in that window of speed, right? This car was far above that. I don't think anything NASCAR would have done or could do would keep that car on the ground. I think that this is one of those scenarios where there's not much you could have done to avoid the end result. The car turned. It was going way faster in that moment when it gets airborne. And I don't know how you stop that. I really don't. Um, I'm glad to hear you say this because as is most – the cases when something like this happens whether it's in nascar or anything else everyone feels like they need to have a solution and yep. an answer right away right. and so what you had is some people basically going dig up the grass at pay, every racetrack pay the whole thing and, <laughs> which is i'm like wait a second grass didn't do nothing really bad here that like we're gonna go ahead and incriminate the grass the grass is in there and so it's like before we and i don't know about what grass is rolling that was but my point is is that um i thought that that was kind of a abrupt reaction to start saying it was the grass that caused it and that must be fixed um I, yeah i i'm not so sure that's that's it either again there's not any experts really talking about that i think that the grass probably serves a purpose other than just aesthetics anyways um but uh yeah so I guess my question to you then would be maybe if you're if you're on the position that not much could have really done then should NASCAR go back and try to make improvements on the car 
I think that you don't touch the racetrack. You don't need to pave the back straightaway. Uh, that's un, that's probably um, unnecessary. I wouldn't do that. Um, I believe that you know it, you're still you you haven't really solved the problem by paving the surface of the back straightaway infield. You get a car turned around at that rate of speed, it's going in there. Um, the rocker panels are rolled. All right, when we look down at the very bottom of the rocker panels. The rocker panels aren't a sharp edge. It's not a 90-degree sharp edge. It's rolled, right? So it's like the bottom of a wing. There could be some... You could look at that rocker panel and go, maybe if we change the shape of the rocker panel, would that change uh, the lift, right? Would that change how air can climb under the car? Uh, I don't know that, but I would look at the rocker panel and how it is rolled. Now, when that car goes up in the air, right, and we see the bottom of it, the bottom is flat. It's panned from one end to the other. It's a it's a flat pan, right? Um, I don't know if there's something they can do at super speedways with the undercarriage of the car to where it creates a different scenario. I don't know that all of those things are that critical and that important. I think what what um, and I don't know that changing the package and changing the style of racing there can avoid that, right? If you you still, you still could find, you know, all you need is two cars on the racetrack to recreate that wreck. You know, that wreck wasn't a product of pack racing or, or restricted engines or any of that. Two cars, two, two or three cars right there is all you needed to have that car flip like that. Um, the 43, Eric Jones, love him to death, great dude. He hit him in the ass pretty hard. You know what I mean? He hit him pretty damn hard. I mean, it's late in the race. You're trying to give a guy a shove. A lot of times, though, those hard hits are really not that productive, you know. But he hits him hard, and it and, he, and it turned him out of control. Yeah. Like there was not any chance for Priest to save it. Um. Even if no, you know, even if he doesn't get struck by the car on the inside, Briscoe, he's going in the dirt. He's going in the grass. He's going in the infield. He gets hit hit like that. He's hit, he was off. He was gone. So I think it's. Unfortunately for me, man, I'm thinking in this scenario, there doesn't need to be a reaction. Could be everything did its job right, right? Like, it could be. Well, I we, mean, think about it. If Priest gets in the car and races this weekend at Darlington, I would say, hey, everything worked as designed. That's my point, yeah. I mean, like, listen, if we go back and take a broader look at it, Ryan Blaney and Ryan uh, Priest are still with us, and, the, and I don't know, yeah, if, if, if Priest is – Gonna race this weekend. I have honestly haven't heard. I know he was held uh, not 100 percent cleared yet, right, but right. I think he, you know, his plan is. But uh, I mean, kudos to somebody. That car, yeah. that car held enough together. I know the roof uh, came open and the neck came open and that kind of stuff. But Ryan Priest Dude, is still with a, us, man. Things barrel rolling through the air. It's not I, some things you 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 can't worry about that wind and it and all these things coming apart because in that scenario, I mean the the roof was crushed the i think there was some deflection in the actual hoop bar where the wind and bolts or, or snaps up there so i mean the car actually held together better than it you like go back and look at the dick brooks and the rusty walls that car, those, those cars are shedding parts yeah back to rfk uh you know they're kicking kicking ass i don't I, you know three wins by christopher bush in the last five races christopher bush yeah. Or Chris or, Busher. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> RFK is doing really good. Um, obviously, they're going into the playoffs with a lot of momentum. Christopher Busher uh, has three wins in the last five races. That's something I didn't think any of us ever saw coming. Uh, but he had Brad, who is really, really good at pushing, uh, helping him at the end of that race and teammates. I said, I was like, man, I called that one because I went on the pre-race and stood next to those cars. We had a hit where we we're going to just talk drafting, talk racing, just kind of we had basically they're like, we're coming to y'all. Where do y'all want to be? Talk about the racing here. That's all you had to do. And I said, all right, let's stand next to these two cars. They're going to probably work together. They're teammates. Let's talk about teammates and how helping each other is the secret to winning. And damn it, if those two cars didn't end up going nose to tail across the finish line for the win. Like scripted. I yeah. mean, like you talk about these uh, <laughs> these races uh, going off script. Man, they were yeah. just like – that's their brand now. Yeah, I know it. They got a good thing going on, man, and I hope that they can continue it in the playoffs. Um, the American mystery case is now solved. Did you put that in there? Yeah. You did? Yeah, me. All right, do you want to take this on? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Now I, we can finally. It's kind of weird for me to read your notes. Uh, I, oh, I just put it in there. I honestly didn't think you. Just like Russell probably doesn't assume that you're going to read his uh, one-liner. How? I didn't assume you were going to read that uh, yeah. on the air. But uh, well, why'd you put it in there? Because I mean, we can finally stop talking about the big. Pro, you know, is Chase going to make it? Chase did not make it. Okay. And now we're now it's over. Now we can move on can with move more on. pressing matters. I mean, to be honest with you. Chase honestly tried to defuse that, uh, you know, for the last several weeks. Everybody yeah. like, can he point his way in? Chase didn't think he's going to point his way in. So then it's like, can he win? Oh, well, yeah. you know, I don't think Chase. I don't think the nine is actually running that well to be, you know, just thinking they're just going to go in there and win. Yeah. Well, you know, he was frustrated. Uh, and we're, I mean, I get it, man. You're getting asked the same thing every week. Uh, you answered it last week. The answer's the same this week. Um, you get tired of it, but. Uh, as uh, as uh, you know, one of the bigger figures in the sport, um, he was gracious with his time. Gave us a little interview pre race. Yep. Um, and he he you know he he did everything we asked him to do leading up to uh, the playoffs. But no, he will not be racing for a championship this year. And I don't think it's anybody's fault. I keep seeing all this crap about Allen. What in the hell is wrong with people? Oh, who's saying that? That's that's lunacy. Know. Twitter, Twitter, Chase Elliott. Twitter is like trying. We got to a few reaction theater calls too. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's stupid. Yeah, it really is. Like, does people not remember why he missed races and and that he was even out for several weeks and that he got penalized and and was suspended for an event? None of that had anything to do with Allen. Like, and they start, you know, you know, if if an owner's championship matters to anyone, it does to the owners. They are still contending for that. They they did make the owners' playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. If you take Allen and he goes somewhere else or crew chiefs for oh. somebody else, he's going to whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a heist that would be yeah, if somebody would take grief. Allen. Yeah, he'll go somewhere else and just run circles around you. Um, he is uh, – this, this is a fun little conversation we had during the race weekend, the owners' points. So Chase is still in the owners' points playoff. He's not a dry. He's not in the driver's part, but he's in the owners. The nine car still raced while he was out, so they did well enough to actually make it into the owners' points. That matters more to people's wallets than anything. And that's the last I'm going to talk about it the rest of the year. Don't care. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't care about owners' points, right? Tell me who the drivers' championship is, and when we go to the banquet. We'll acknowledge the owner. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, hard. Oh, he's a cold man. Poor Wait. Guy. 
<laughs> I mean, this is how we. You know, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm look, same way, I don't yeah. give a about the orange points, and I don't want to talk about it on TV, and I don't want to. And if, I don't want to waste minutes describing this and putting up a graphic and saying, "Yeah, here's the owners' points, everybody." Um, we'll go to the banquet. We'll celebrate the owner as we should, and he will have a great damn time, and that'll be that. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I don't think about owners. I just think it's funny to hear you say it out loud. It's almost like you had a funny line in the broadcast when you guys were talking about Denny Hamlin on whether he would push. And you were like, look, I don't disagree with him. The difference is I just never would have said it publicly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't want my – I mean, if I'm driving for if I'm driving for an owner and I'm, and I'm going to push my car that I own, I'm not going to tell my owner. <laughs> right. I'm not going to tell my hey, teammates. Hey, man, I ain't helping your – I'm not helping my teammates <laughs> and the cars that you own. I'm not going to help them. Yeah. I would just do it, right, in the, in the moment. I'd cross the finish line and I'm pushing my car and I'll go, hey, in the moment that was the better option to me. In the moment that was how I thought I was going to win the race right. or whatever, right? Figure yeah, it out. Yeah, figure it out. If it comes out. But anyways, all right, so n- not going to talk about owner's championships no. anymore. I almost think we should start a segment called owner's championship uh, update just to see if Dale Jr. <laughs> gets annoyed by And it's basically going it. to be the same thing. Yeah. Mine is Chase Elliott and Bubba. That's right. That's hilarious. All right, so we got a playoff bracket. We're going to do that. Let's get it. All right, we got our playoff brackets in front of us. Yeah. I have Dale's preseason bracket in front of me as well. You got the you I got have, my have your preseason bracket. Yeah, let me hear it. You missed you. So I'll give you the guys you missed that yeah. made it. So you didn't have Busher, Keslowski, McDowell, Stenhouse. They all made it. Yep. You had Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, uh, Almondinger, and Suarez making it. Yep. So they're out. Who's in my four? Your, your championship four. Yeah. Blaney. Uh, you have Blaney, Bell, Hamlin, and Truex, and Blaney's your champion. I don't remember what mine was, You're, and I don't expect that you. You and, only gave us a champion. It was Denny Hamlin. Right. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So by the way, I'm sticking with that. <laughs> All right. So Mike. Mike. Yes. We're gonna go round to twelve. Let's do it. Let's just say we're gonna pick the four drivers that we don't think get in. Got it. All right. That's probably easier. I've already done it. Oh, you have. You filled yours out. I did. All right. Give me your four that doesn't make it. All right. The four that do not make it to the round of twelve for me are Bubba Wallace. Tyler Reddick, Michael McDowell, and your champion, Ryan Blaney. Damn, son. Yeah. You booted Blaney out. I did boot Blaney out. And I've got reasons, although they're probably wrong. I don't mind. I'm not. Uh, this is where I would love to have the professor's, uh, you know, tool and model. Because uh, what do you race at? Uh, Darlington, Kansas, Bristol. Like, you could probably come up with some, you know, the four that run there the worst but anyways yeah i just these guys are accident prone like are not accident prone they are mistake prone whether it's not just them as drivers but it may be their crew it may be their pit crew something like that you cannot have a mistake at this stage so um i mean in the playoffs at all so like bubba wallace um certainly been on a streak lately but i think you know i just don't have the confidence in the, either one of those 23 11 teams tyler reddick or wallace that, that the teams are going to go through those three races without having some sort of mishap. Um, McDowell, I, I feel bad about that. Ryan Blaney, I just I think that one of the Penske cars do not make it to the round of 12. So I'm sitting there going, is it Logano or is it Blaney? I just don't see enough speed in the Penske cars right now. I don't think they're running well, and they would have to be perfect, and so one of them doesn't make it. All right. My four is going to be McDowell, Chastain, Stenhouse, and, and uh, Bubba. 
So two of you, so you add uh, Chastain. Yeah, Chastain's interesting. Um, they're not running well. They're not running consistently fast. Like there's, they're not. There's a there. lot of people like that. Yeah, there are a lot of like that. I'm That's telling you, there's. It's hard to pick that. It's you know, McDowell's tough to choose in this group. Um, I could be wrong absolutely about any of these for sure, but um, I'm just going to go with McDowell, Chastain, Stenhouse, and Bubba. And then moving on into uh, the round of 12, take your drivers. Now we're – who does not make it through the round of 12 for you? In the round of eight? Who does you, not make it through round of 12 into the yeah, round oh, of eight? to the round of eight. You know what I mean. For me – no, I, now I do. Uh, my four that are out are Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Kyle Larson. Hmm. Kyle Larson was a tough one for me, but you got Talladega in there. Larson is admittedly does not do well at the drafting tracks. Um, very rarely finishes. I I just um, you know, and then Kyle Busch is a wild card. Like he could go and win them all for all I know. But uh, that's my four: Bush, Harvick, Logano, Larson. Dang. All right. And that's also me not feeling great about Penske. Penske right now just hasn't shown me a lot lately or all year for me to think that they're just going to go sail through these rounds. So that would take out. If Logano goes out, that means there are no Penske cars left. Harvick just – man, in this post-race interview, Harvick just did not seem that confident <laughs> in his, yeah, his team. Tough. Like, yeah. he didn't even want to make a prediction. He's like, I'm not getting into this. He looked disgruntled. Yep. I'm going to say um, in the round of 12, the, the four that I have not making it, um, Brad Kozlowski, mm. Kyle Busch, Reddick, and Harvick. Okay. Kyle um, Reddick. So, so you're round of eight. Okay, I think our round of eights are pretty similar with the exception of two. He's got both Penske Maybe cars three. in there. He's got both Penske cars yeah. in there. You feeling good about Penske yeah. cars being there? All right. I think they get going when it's time to get going. All right, so uh, the final four, for me, I'm not going to change what I chose in the preseason. I'm probably – I wish I could, all right? But I believe that when you pick it, you stick with it. Um, I don't believe it's fair for me to go. Oh yeah, I'm going to change now in the you know at the end of the year. But it would be okay if you did. Really? Absolutely. Hmm. You should. In fact, take another pass at that and just d d don't feel guilty about going off some. I mean, well, I still got a whole year. I still am going to pick Blaney as my champion. Okay. All right. Truex makes it. Um, Denny makes it. Byron. And Blaney. Okay. So I'm taking Bell out of my final four, and Byron is going in. Okay. I don't know that we're too dissimilar, with one big exception. So my out guys are Busher, Bell, Chastain, and Stenhouse. They so, don't make the round of four. I'm going to leave this with you. We'll hang it up. Yep. Well, hold on. You know who that means it's in my four is Kozlowski. I think Kozlowski. Wow, big wow. time. My final four is Byron, Truex, Hamlin, and Kozlowski with Hamlin winning the championship. Yeah. All right. There you go.
All right, everybody, it's time for Ask Junior, and that is brought to you today again by Xfinity. We thank Xfinity for everything they do. Their 10G network is killer, and um, I'm a customer. I enjoy it, and it does good. We're getting ready to put it through a hurricane, I guess. Um, hurricane's coming up through the southeast. So, it is coming. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if old 10G can hang. We'll see if Kenji yeah. can hang in our All right. Yes, you'll be good. So let's get going. Andrew's here. He's got the questions. Yeah. Uh, this first one comes from David, and this was awesome. Uh, so he found your 2001 Budweiser Hero Card, and it listed your favorite TV show, favorite band, favorite food, and favorite actor. I saw this on my timeline. Um, okay. So do you know? Do you know? Sometimes I see tweets, and I'm like, I wonder if this is one they'll ask. So yeah. Here we go. Um. So it was the Simpsons, the Matthew Good Band, <laughs> yeah. Chicken is your favorite food, and John Travolta. Is that does that still hold true no. today? Um, the Office <laughs> is the TV show, right? Yep. That replaces the Simpsons. Okay. Yep. Um, band is the Dangerous Summer, and food uh, food is Buffalo Chicken Wings. <laughs> Um, and then the last one was what? Uh, it was um, favorite actor. Oh, well, who'd he say? John Travolta. Oh, yeah. dude, that's such. Yeah, wow. I know who the answer to that is. <laughs> I wish I'd have taken a guess at these before I knew the answers. Yeah, uh, on who his guesses were back in two thousand two. Dang, <laughs> I don't even know who my favorite actor is these days. I don't Come watch on. too many movies anymore. It's not Tom Hanks. Tom I thought, Hanks is I thought not that your, was going to be the top. answer. Yeah, yeah, me too. I hadn't seen um. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of movies lately. Like, currently, my favorite actor, I don't know that they're... I have to think about that one. I don't really have one. All right. Yeah. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Come back Try to, to it. think about that. In, like, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, this next question comes from Kyle, uh, and they saw you put on, I think it was your Instagram story, a case of Budweiser from 2007. Uh, I think the expiration date was July yes. 4th. Where did you find that? July. It was July 4th, 2007. Somebody in our family had it and uh, had hung on to it for a long time, and, they, and I walked into the farm shop the other day, and it was sitting up on the counter. So I put it on me as a story. Nice. Yeah, no, that had to be a cool throwback to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many, how many eighteen. Well, I think it was an eighteen pack. I don't know how many of those still intact, undrank. Right. From two thousand seven. Not many. My mugs on every can. Yeah. Car on the box. Yeah. I don't know how many mugs, how many of those are left. Yeah. You have to crack it open on a special no. occasion. Even though it's extremely yeah. listen, listen, it's right, like, right. I don't see Dale Jr. ever drinking a beer that has his face on it, frankly. I don't think that he would do that. He would think it's weird. Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I on the sun drops? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, you yeah. are. I mean, beer's beer. I don't beer. know if your face is on it. Is I it? would drink. I think it is. I would still Oh, maybe it, it is. I would drink it. I would. If I mean, I'm putting it in a koozie anyway. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. just not a koozie with your face on yeah. it then. That's right. <laughs> um, and this next question actually comes from our good friends at Xfinity Racing. They saw Carson on the show Claim to Fame, yeah. and uh, people thought she was related to Jeff Gordon. I don't know if you if you saw that episode or your thoughts on that. Yes. Um, so the show is over. Um, she almost got to the end. Um, I got to see. Uh, I thought she did great. I, I was uh, proud of her. She did a good job. Um and when she was telling me about going to do that, I was really nervous for her. 
Um, but she, uh, she, she was great. Uh, seems like she had a lot of fun, made some great friends, and it was a great experience for her. That's all you can hope for. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty happy about it. Yeah. In the end. I know her mother was very, very proud. I saw she tweeted about it. Yeah, I think Kelly's, it was last night. Kelly yeah, she's thought it excited. Was incredible. Yeah. Kelly had a watch party with all her friends and it was Kelly's birthday yesterday <laughs> and so she had a uh she had a big birthday. That's cool. Yeah. Um this next question comes from Mike and and he asks if you could go on a road trip with you and your dad and there was a shared playlist, what songs do you think would be on there from both of you guys? He would listen to some Brooks and Dunn. And Delbert McClinton and um trying to think. He did, liked Did you say he had like Meatloaf? Yeah, yeah. He, I remember there being a the Bat Out of Hell uh album was in his collection. Gotcha. Um it's a recognizable cover, so yeah. um when you're twelve years old and you see that cover you're like, Damn, Damn. what's all it's a lot going on here. Yeah. Therapy's next. <laughs> <laughs> um I uh he listened to, you know, a lot of late, a lot of late seventies, eighties, early eighties rock and roll, um, classic rock and stuff like that. What would be considered classic rock today? So that would probably be our playlist. Nice. Yeah, that would be a good cruising, yeah. cruising yep. playlist to have for sure. Uh, all right, we got time for one more. Uh, this one comes from Rick. Uh, what's your iPhone wallpaper background or like your screensaver? My wife um, and my girls. So on the lock screen. It's um, a picture of Amy and, and Amy and my two girls. See, oh, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And when I go into the phone, it's black. Just I don't like... I can't see the emojis and I can't see the folders and everything. It's too busy when there's a picture in the background. Yeah. So I like it blank. Like the... Like the... Like, <laughs> like my... <laughs> Nothing there. Like, like the desktop on my computer when I like get into Windows... Like I don't want to screw. I don't need all this stuff in the background. I want to see where everything's at, right? <laughs> blank, just yeah. like his heart know. and his feelings <laughs> and his compassion. Yes. It's void, it's blank, it's every, empty, like, emotion. Like if you were to open up the original iPhone, like that's what the wallpaper looks yeah, like. It's, just it's black. Yeah, there you go. Oh man, nice. I don't even know what what is y'all? Mine's blurred, so it's kind of similar. Yeah, but blurred. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Unlike one of the new updates, you can blur the picture, so it's kind of just like so you can picture. still see you all still the see the, stuff. the colors yeah. of it, but it's blurred out, not That's like the actual picture. Yeah, we'll teach you. I got yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a rotation of like thirty different pictures that just like it goes. Through. It just gives you one a random one. No, I pick them. I pick them. So it like goes. Through you a, continuously change them. Uh, every now and then. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Have you updated your phone? You could do the same thing. <laughs> I I just don't have the time to be sitting around looking for wallpaper, changing my wallpaper. I think that's the point of what Andrew's saying is that it does it for you. Yeah. Well, oh, you can choose. I folders asked him just now. I said, "Wait, you, you it'll do this for you." And he goes, "No, no, I pick them." But well, okay. Once. You can do you can do both. It it can do it for you, or I've. I pick them myself. I hand pick them. But he picks options. them. But I don't, and it's different. And mine's okay. the wet, the current weather uh, situation outside. And so right now I can know it's cloudy. Okay. It's it's uh, cloudy and dark, just like Dale's heart. I do not. I do. <laughs> I do not hate these options. So I'm gonna look into that. But I mean, I sh- I keep my. Sh- to date, my phone ain't behind. I don't days. know. I, don't know the hell. I, don't I think know. he's been exploited a little. I think he's I been exposed. I don't know what the hell kind of person you think I am, but I'm not one to walk around with an old ass update on my yeah. iPhone. Not used yeah, to be, yeah. but but now right. it seems like there's a new day. I'm not that kind of person. All right. All right. Uh, now I know. 
I know. Teach you when how to update. update. If I see you in the hallway, the I'm like, update, that's Daley's got his phone update. When I get the icon for the update, I'm yeah. one of the first ones to oh, be you're the first to hit it. Year. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I'm going to tell you something. Look, <laughs> I think he's all talk. I think he's all talk. You know, he there he does not remember this, but there was a day years ago at some racetrack in the in his bus where I got my first iPhone and I'm trying to do something, probably trying to get service. So it must have been at Talladega, and he's like, "You don't even know the capabilities of your phone. That's that's a shameful thing. You don't even know. You just don't even know." And I'm just like, "All right, then please. I know what he wants. He wants me to ask for help." And that's what he wanted. But I think there's a new day. I think you are going to ask what him What the hell did that story have to do with it? <laughs> did you think you used to be? What the hell did that story have any I'll tell connection? You, I'll tell you. You used to think that you were all the techie guy, the one that was all the I one am. that update. I don't think you are anymore. Well, that's your opinion. Well, I think it's mine and everybody else's in the room. I don't think so. I'm just the only one who'll tell you. You're you willing. Are, I'm the only one trying. to say. You look like you're uh, aged. You used to be the tech guy. You're trying to wheel this you, into you, existence, Mike, and it ain't not, happening. Not, no, Nobody's you did it for us. It. You did it for us. I've fixed so much <laughs> around here. You're I'm, blank. Your back, your screen is blank. That's the way I want it. Yeah, it's all you know how to do. No, I want it that way so I can read the words and see the see the icons. That means your eyes are going. No. It's <laughs> Anyways, for those just joining, the question was, what is your <laughs> wallpaper on your phone? Uh, oh, man. Good times. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a good place to end, Ash Jr., before you guys get into another <laughs> argument over what, there. What Mike else, just wants to start some <laughs> today. What, what, else, what else can we ask Mike's Dale about? just wanting to start <laughs> No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I, I, I just, saw you have a little chippy over there. You have a <laughs> chippy. <laughs> It's funny. You put everything in folders too when you. Hell so, yes. Yeah, you're. Oh my god, god. Yeah. folder guy. <laughs> I want all my apps on the one. I want all my apps on one page. Right. So yeah. you don't. I don't want to scroll swipe. through to get to something. I need to see every app so I can see all the icons, and I can see what needs attention. <laughs> and so yeah, I got sports news, maps and weather. Maps and weather go together. Does do you, does other, does do people do, who splits theirs up? You're you're an animal. There's no way that goes together. Maps and weather <laughs> no, go together. No, no. I don't put I don't put I put them together folders, because so. when you're looking at them, you're looking at both of them are maps. Nope. I just quick poll the room. <laughs> who puts <laughs> maps and weather together? Wait, Be wait, honest. What do you who mean no maps? Who It's a down. unanimous thumbs up. No, they're separate, but they're on uh, the homepage though. Alex, I got. I'm like, yeah, I'm all folders. I'm all folders. Okay. Do you put your sports and news together? I got too many sports apps. Sports and news to go together. Same app, same folder. Sports is my news. I don't need to see anything else. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's the same thing. I got music, social media, photography, video TV. So, like, yeah. I put my video and my TV stuff in the same. Yeah, same. So, like, I can go and, um, you, you know, well, yeah. Any editing for video, any kind of that stuff is in there with flow racing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, shopping. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. got shopping. I got a shop. I feel a little weird having a shopping folder. Mine's food and <laughs> Honestly, shopping. I'm like, I should not be shopping, <laughs> especially on my phone. Utilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a I've got a folder for my home. Yeah, okay, I do too. Like actually, house, yeah, this yeah, is home. Yeah, like keep, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a hunting folder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have one. I don't need a hunting folder. I put all my hunting apps on the on the There's, front page. I'll move <laughs> contacts and things oh, that don't geez. matter above hunting. I've only got oh. three apps in there. Um, I've got an aviation folder. 
Okay. So when I'm in the air flying, no matter what plane I'm in, I can. Do you have see a boat folder? I got a boat folder. I don't. <laughs> I got a cycling and health folder. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I don't make folders, but I do have one of those. I, I've got a health folder, but I've never opened it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that's not on the like yeah, the back side of the phone right, <laughs> right on the next page. Gaming. Yeah. Games. Everybody's yep. got games. And then I got my two girl Isla and Nicole. I got a folder for them, like for their school and that's all right. kinds of stuff. That's right. And then I can <laughs> go ahead and say it. The last folder I have is called Auto Trader, and it's got um. It's got RV trader, ATV trader, van camper, auto trader, boat trader, <laughs> um, classic, classics on auto trader, um, public auto auction, eBay Motors, uh, Craigslist, cars.com, boats.com. And you yeah. got to swipe that wow. folder. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I love sitting around my phone and like seeing how cheap stuff is, like, how, you know, boats and cars and RVs and all kinds of stuff. And man, I see a lot of things that I'd love to buy, but I never, I'm, I'm just a window shopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you are pretty up to date with the whole phone thing. No. No. Not according to Mike. No. Oh, and you know what does, you know what, there's some stuff, let's keep this going just a little bit longer. There's <laughs> yeah, a couple things that live outside of the folders. Yeah, because you don't know where to put them? Yeah. I, occasionally there's an What's, app yeah. that doesn't fit any of them. Do you go create a new folder for, right. just for it or no? My, here's how... First off, the one thing I did want to ask is, does anybody have a folder that they would rather not share? Such as, like, I had the auto trader. Does anybody have a folder that we would find humorous? I have a folder that is just the singular phone app. Like, there's that's the only app. Because you didn't know where to put it. Because I well, but it's the only app in there. What I should just fix it. Yeah. What is the singular phone app? It's like you know to make phone the gre- calls. The green, the green, the green, the one. This he's talking about that. The, the oh, I'm just, I'm just too lazy to Why change it. Why is that not down at the bottom? Right. I have uh, I have Strava down at the bottom. Oh my God! <laughs> You're using Strava more than actually. F- Phone call, call, call the, text, the purpose of the device. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> all right, that's funny. I have the, anyone else? I have so, the useless, shit, which is just like yes. the Apple stuff that they make you. They can't yeah. delete. I just throw that oh, all the way to the back, yep, and yep. that's all I got. That's in my utilities. I just fill yeah. backfill the utilities with that. Yeah, yeah, I just got a folder called Fun, and then it's just the random stuff random like that. Stuff, yeah. What? Oh, wrong answers only. What is in Mike's Fun folder? <laughs> White the, noise. The, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Dent, it's a it's some app to do with his dentist. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's thermostat. Thermostat. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even know what's in my fun folder. Some of these are I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> I don't get it. His garage is his garage door open. <laughs> yeah. <to that>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's not in there. Home Depot app. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seven Eleven coupons. He's <laughs> <laughs> free Slurpees. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, what's in my fun app? Um, <laughs> These don't make wait. sense. It's it a, does not make it's sense. It's the lottery app. This actually this one, probably yes, yeah. is Kino <laughs> app. Yeah, the Kino app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kino app. You've got to tell us now. Well, I will if you'll shut well, up. You I mean, you, you guys, I think, I think you're more entertained by the things that you want to be in there. 
Okay. <laughs> Go. I want to, all right. One of them is Pit Boss Grills. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Fun. Gosh, that app is a blast. <laughs> one of them is Ancestry. Oh, my, oh my gosh. It's even better than we thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but the books app is in there. <laughs> and then also, because it has a lot to do with all the things, GarageBand. I, I didn't even know GarageBand was even still on my still phone. Yeah, I didn't even know. Oh, and man. Uh, and then, for some reason, FaceTime is in there. Oh, okay. The FaceTime app. Why you, you got apps just lost? I, you that, got apps. that is a that's the abandoned folder. You have apps that are just roaming freely yeah. around in there. Uh, yeah, that's it, the it way, shouldn't be called fun. It should just be called like like, like random. God, but that is random. But uh, <laughs> so the app. So I, we were going to talk about apps that aren't in folders. My I've got apps that aren't in folders <laughs> that are specifically um, like so. At the very top is the calendar. Settings is next. Yeah. Notes and Safari. Then it's all folders. At the bottom, bottom, phone, texting, messages, FaceTime, mail. If you do your phone any other way, oh. we can't be friends. Mine's no, that's totally different. That. I, I agree that, with that. Is di- <laughs> di- no, I mean, I'm three of those four, but come on. Like, calendar, calendar. is down there. Top right. That's top, top left. Top left. Yeah. Top no, left. it's in the bottom. It mail is top, top left. I got calendar, calendar top. top left. I got FaceTime top that's left. That's why y'all were always like. I got two emails, Gmail and outlook so they're on the bottom I got they gotta be on the bottom yeah. okay there is one app that is out of the folder because it's important all right does everybody have that app i i, mean, I have all of them out of the folder damn. so you're crazy all you're mad me <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm what does your house look like it's like it's a mess yeah it's like a yeah. hoarder's house like yeah it's, it's alleys it's exactly it stuff stacked to the ceiling you're talking about you've got all these folders on your main page, on your first page? Yes. So most, I've, I've got two folders on my main page, but the rest else. are there's sitting no, out. There's no other pages. That's okay. It. Um, but wait, I, I thought y'all would find this kind of humorous. Go ahead. There's, I want to hear it. There is one app that is not in a folder because it is a very important app. It's the alarm clock. Um, does guess. everybody, ever, you have a Strava. You know, you have Strava placed down in the bottom where everyone else in the in the world today has their phone yeah um yeah so that's important to you right so don't say i want to guess it all right i have an app that's out of the folder that's really really important to me especially over the last several weeks that i need to access i'm not i want it out of the folder i don't want to clicks i don't want extra clicks to get to this i'm gonna i'm gonna guess music apple music oh no you're way off okay this is this is this has something to do with y'all it's the nascar app nope dang youtube no what? Think, I mean, come on! I, what, said what, what alar- we, I said alarm clock first. It has to do with, to do us. with y'all. With us? Yeah. No. Teams. Microsoft Teams. <laughs> Stop already. <laughs> what have we been working on? Oh. Yes. Podcast. It's the docs app for the script oh, uh, for becoming Earnhardt. Gotcha. Yeah. We're, yeah. I'm like, all right. Right there on the front, man. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Now, when Becoming Earnhardt's over, does Docs get moved on out? I'll probably put it in utilities to hide till we start the, yeah. the, the next season. That makes sense. Um, there you go. Hey, all right, now we can end it. Yeah, let's end it. God, <laughs> this, is way this is the longest. Tim's texting me like 15 minutes ago, like, hey, one more. Okay. <laughs> all right, this was the one. one. Everybody, that was fun. Good job, Andrew. Good questions, everybody. And we had a lot of fun talking about our phones. So more fun than we should.
right, we want to introduce a new segment to the Dale Jr. Download. It's going to be called the Flying Lap. That's right, and this Flying Lap is presented by Birch Gold Group. You text Dale Jr. to 989898 to get a free info kit and also have a conversation with a Birch Metal Specialist. Flying Lap, let's go. Covering a city block in less than a second. Basically, we're going to uh, play some clips of our other Dirty Mo Media podcasts, and we're going to react to them. So, Alex, yes. you've got a couple here today. Let's go. Yes, I do. Uh, both Denny and DBC uh, wanted to comment on Brad Keselowski's uh, Another Red Flag Donut. Let's, uh, let's see what penalty. Right. So, we're both getting Denny and DBC's reaction to Brad Keselowski doing donuts under the red flag of Saturday night's Daytona race. And let's hear. Yep, here's Denny. It's a red flag. Isn't he supposed to be stopped? That's what I'm wondering. Are you even allowed to... to... I didn't think so. You're not supposed to be moving. Like, which is why they even say... They don't even let you catch up to the field. So, did they just kind of... Hey, he might be on fire, so we're going to let this one go. But certainly, by the letter of the law, Kazowski shouldn't have been moving. Um, You know, even... So, what they'll do is, even when they throw a red flag, wherever you are, you stop. It's like... You ever seen sprint car races, right? Wherever they're at, they're just they. It, the red comes out. It's you hit the brakes and you stop in your position where you're at. So, did anyone actually put out the fire? Or did it just die? It just died I on its he, own. I think he <laughs> so did, many donuts. Yeah, stop, drop, and roll in <laughs> Talladega <car>. Nights. <laughs> Effectively. <laughs> All right. Well, it uh, it was a winning move for RFK. <laughs> 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 so you can't can't hate on that. All right, and here is DBC. You were inadvertently working on your car on a red. Well, TJ never worked on a car, but to, yes. To I, I, did, I actually have worked on a car a lot. But uh, to put the fire out, you were moving. Yeah, but let me ask Under you Under red flag, are you allowed to move, Chris no, Rice? No, you're not. So my, my point being was right here is exactly what you're saying, right? You're not supposed to move. You can't drive to pit road. They hold you a lap. So when he was literally getting a competitive advantage – that's where it should have come out, right? So it should have burned the spark plug wires up. That's not – it should be sitting still. Red flag, you can't work on them. Brad was working on his car. Absolutely. That, that's, that's, where the, that's where I was like, what is going on? We thought he was trying to be funny. Being funny would have still been to the tail of the field, whatever they do for the red flag, whatever you get caught for if you're working on your car. All right, so my reaction is this. I, I hear their points. They have valid points, but I don't really – I don't care. Um, you know, I, it is not exactly entirely true that you are supposed to remain stopped under a red flag during red flags, particularly at, um, tracks where we use a lot of braking, we will fire our engines up and roll forward so that the brake pad and the rotor aren't sitting in the same spot all the time. So the brake rotor can you know you can roll the rotor forward and get it you know allow it to cool in that area and then the brake pad temperature will be on be, will be in a new area of the rotor and we keep well as we're sitting on the red we move our cars forward back forward back over and over right are they to outlaw that now is that okay but this is not where is the line there's really no line of course they don't want you driving to pit road and fueling your car or or getting out which is sterling marlin did and pulling on the fender but Brad was on fire, right? If Brad's on fire, uh, we've seen how these cars can 
can can the intensity of those fires can grow right does is brad just to sit still and and, and allow the fire to happen no so he's going to do these donuts to get a little air moving through the rocker box or whatever's going on to try to get the fire to go out and he did um so yeah we'll crank our engines and cycle the fuel uh, the water in those to get them to cool down we will crank the car and put it in gear and roll forward to, ch to so that the rotors don't cook on on one particular part um and the other thing too this was this was a situation where all the teams were trying to do everything they could to save fuel and manage gas and try to stay on pit road as minimal amount as possible at the last stop to be able to take as little amount of fuel as possible well he was giving everybody a competitive advantage there by burning fuel running in circles right he's cranked his car up and he's driving around in circles um <clears throat> if nascar had reacted in the moment and said he needs to go to the rear i would have been fine with that too i would have not had a problem if they had reacted in the moment and said we we we're glad the fire's out brad uh that was that was probably a, a good thing to do because you get to continue to race, but you're going to have to drop to the back. I'd have been fine with that, but they didn't react, and so um, all of the all of the conversation afterwards or debate about it being wrong or they, uh, this should happen, that should happen doesn't. Uh, I don't care about it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. What do you think, Mike? I guess I mean you've said your answer so I'm assuming that even the fact that Brad pushed the winner of the race to the win and therefore finished second himself doesn't doesn't change your opinion at all huh no okay no I mean that, like that that I can assume based off of your your position on it I guess that's that's I, where they when you say they have valid points that's one of the factors right. that makes it valid so that 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 to me that's such such flawed logic if those guys right would have never cared if he, if he ran 15th i'm not i don't think i could say that that they right. wouldn't care well, i you, think they would care i just don't know that it would be think, a topic it wouldn't land in the show sheets and the topics of conversation wouldn't be in the front of everybody's head if he finished 15th because how could it right yeah. but i don't i don't think that that means they don't care uh, i mean do would it have mattered and made these shows if he would have ran 15th no but but he ran second so it matters no, I'm, I don't think that whether it matters on whether somebody can work on their car under red flag and whether it would make a podcast on Dirty Mo Media are the same thing. I, think, I don't think those are mutually exclusive topics. I do think it matters. I think it matters for drivers, especially if you're Denny Hamlin or if you're Chris Rice, on what you can do moving forward. What if you, when, when his uh, car is on fire, can he do donuts until it's out and and um you know i think that goes back to just everybody being aware of what i think what the rules are i think what the rule will i think nascar will tell you so they don't need to worry all right denny and and door Bob clear they ain't got to worry nascar is going to let them know how they feel about the, the circles but if their car catches on fire their ass is going to do something to not be on fire i will promise you that They'll drive in circles or whatever they need to do, illegal or not. They're going to do whatever they can to avoid the car burning down. Right. Which That's is just what Brad was doing. Logic. Um, and so for the, for anybody to be like, ah, you know, you know, if NAS, look NASCAR could have reacted, that would have been fine, wouldn't have bothered me. But they didn't react, and it didn't. Nothing happened. Nothing. So and you can't change it. You can't go back and change it. 
And NASCAR's damn sure going to tell you what the deal is going forward, what they expect. And maybe they'll tell us next time you're going to the back, next time you're, you're you know, you got a drive through, whatever, right? Or we don't care. If your car catches on fire, put it out. Um, who knows what they'll say, but I'm sure they'll address it. Uh, but I don't have a problem with it. I, 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 I never walked out of there going, that was wrong. I never walked. I never. I mean, we saw it, uh, but we didn't know exactly what was going on. And when we learned what happened, we're like, "Wow, oh, okay, that was pretty damn smart." Yeah. Well, look, hey, if again, I do agree with you on that point that if it's on fire, you do something to put it out and don't even care about what the rules are. Right. I'm with you on yeah. that. Right. All right. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I like this. So I think you know we sh- we should definitely be in the Tuesday show. Those shows fire off on Monday. We'll use some clips and su- yep. and find some things that they're debating that we want to get in on on conversation. The Flying Lap will be back. It's a great part of the show presented by Birch Gold. All right, it's time for the white flag, something that we used to do uh, on the show a while back, and we're bringing it back. Uh, Junior Motorsports. Uh, Justin Algar held off Sheldon Creed by .005 seconds to win the Xfinity Series race at Daytona. That's now two wins in a row and three of the last five for Junior Motorsports. Carson Quapel came back to win in the Cars Tour late model stock race at Wake County Speedway. He didn't qualify real well, but ended up getting the win down there at Wake County. Um, it, uh, in my own happenings, uh, I'm excited about this, the second children's book, Buster Gets Back on Track is currently available for pre-order at all major retailers. Uh, more information can be found at dellejr.com slash buster. Um, I'll be going to do some media uh, soon around the book, and so you may be seeing me um, on your television or your smartphone, tablet, talking about it. You going to go to New York? I am going to New York. Good for you. I'm. I've heard that I might be doing that Hot Ones podcast with Ooh. the with the uh, wings. Love I that love one. that pod. Yeah. I love that show on YouTube. I heard I might be doing that, that's so awesome. I hope that's true. Um, also, uh, if you haven't uh, heard, there's a new NASCAR docu series coming out on Netflix. They're recording it and getting information on all that now. They've started. It'll basically encompass the playoffs of this year, and it's going to come out at uh, the lead to next season. Uh, I'm an executive producer and, and, and putting some work in on this project, and we're really, really excited about it. I think the whole industry is pumped about this. Um, and so, yeah, keep uh, keep your ears open for more information about the NASCAR docuseries coming from Netflix. And uh, for the Dale Jr. Uh, Foundation, the Driven to Give Glove Program auction is back for 2023. It's uh, one of the largest lineups of participating drivers in the program's 10-year history. So drivers in all series are wearing the skull gloves, and those will get signed by the driver and myself, and we will put them up for auction. A total of 60 NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series drivers are partaking this year at Bristol during the race weekend. Um, Following the event, as I said, we'll sign them, and uh, they'll be the race-worn gloves. They'll be auctioned off to raise awareness and funds for the Dale and Amy Earnhardt Fund at the Nationwide Children's Hospital. And that fund has uh, already raised millions of dollars, and it goes that money goes directly 
to research at the Nationwide Children's Hospital. So I can promise you every dollar that we get there is doing some amazing things. It's fantastic. Um, the Internet auction for that will begin on Friday, September 15th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, and it will continue through Monday, September the 18th at 11 p.m. Eastern via Pristine Auctions. So September the 15th on Friday, it goes live at 11.30 in the morning, and it will run through Monday the 18th of September until 11 p.m. Pristine Auctions, Pristine Auctions. 30 Mo Media, we got a live show we're doing in Vegas. You won't want to miss that. Mike and I will be there. And it's going to be our biggest audience yet that we'll do a live show in front of. Pretty nervous, pretty excited at the same time. We're also going to have the Door Bumper Clear guys coming along. It's going to be a little bit of a showcase of Dirty Mo Media. Uh, get your tickets to come see Dirty Mo Live, Dale Jr. and Friends, on Friday, October the 13th at Westgate Las Vegas Resorts and Casino. Check out Dirty Mo Media's social handles for links to buy tickets. You can call 888 888- 785-1531 to see if you qualify for a VIP experience. The VIP package. The VVIP. What the hell is that? Very, very <clears throat> oh, important. Jesus. The very, very important package. The very the the VVIP <laughs> packages are almost sold out already already. Yeah. All right. So don't wait. Yeah. <clears throat> don't wait. They're almost sold out. All right. So um you heard us play clips from Actions Detrimental and Door Bumper Clear earlier. Both of those podcasts are already out, so be sure to catch those uh, for more information about this past weekend at Daytona and everything else going on. Uh, we've got the uh, final regular volume of Becoming Earnhardt coming out tomorrow, and then our Thursday show is the final episode of Becoming Earnhardt. It's a bit of a wrap-up show and a roundtable, and we're going to learn more about, you know, the 1979 season and its cast of characters, and then we look forward to what's next with Becoming Earnhardt. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let us know if you want us to keep this going. I think we already know the answer to that. Um, so the 1980 season is on the table. I really enjoyed working on it, but I think we can do an even better job in Season 2 to bring you even better content of Becoming Earnhardt. Also tomorrow, Speed Street with Connor Daly and Joey Molinero will drop and then the Dirty Mo Doe crew will be back in action on Thursday to preview the Darlington race. You won't want to miss that. Um, let's get to a couple of reviews from uh, our Apple reviews. Uh, Zombie Killer 2000. Um, this came from the Donnie Allison interview, and he stayed, apparently, for Becoming Earnhardt. Dale's podcast has taken me back to being a 13-year-old kid sitting on the backstretch at Martinsville with all Dale Senior fans. It reminded me of what made me love NASCAR. The interviews he conducts are first class, and the series on the 1979 season is can't miss. I love the effort and research the team put into all the little details. The MRN calls make it come alive like it was just happening today. They love the little details, Mike. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm with them. Well done, Zombie Killer 2000. AT Controller says, episode 481, that's our road trip back from Martinsville, was the best episode I've heard. Great job your audio guys did. And it put me right in the middle of the front seat, and I truly felt like I'm right there, riding down the road with you guys to Martinsville. It sounded like I was along for the ride with these casual conversations between you guys, and they're the best. That was fun. So, yeah, I, I you know, we got in the car, and we just driving down the road, and it was a dumb idea of mine to do a podcast on you know in the car. And uh, it worked. 
Yeah, it, it might have started off dumb, but it ended up being smart. Well yeah. done. Uh, by the way, on that trip, you know, you and I both left something at the test. Uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that Chad McCombie came through for both of us. Your yeah. skeleton gloves. They're back. Uh, they're back. I left and my so gloves it, in the race car. So the my, Alabama, my Alabama coffee mug, which yeah. he texted and said, that thing looks like it's uh, been through a couple wars. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's very, very special to me. <laughs> you were sure. You made sure that he needed to get that returned to you. Right. So thank you, Chad yeah. McCombie. All right. Well, that's the white flag, and that's the end of the show. We appreciate everybody tuning in. It's Tuesday, August 29th, 2023, and we hope you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow for Becoming Earnhardt, Episode 8. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Thank you.